Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of Outspoken. Today's gonna be interesting. Hey, I'm just editing. I don't know why I said episode 7, but it's episode 11, so... <laughs> so last episode, I covered a little Q&A about mental health, and originally when I was doing that, you know, asking the mental health questions, or requesting the mental health questions, I got a lot, a lot of LGBTQ plus questions. Is that surprising? Uh, no, not really. And, you know, I've been getting these questions for years. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to answer as many questions as I can in today's episode about, like, LGBT stuff. And, you know, if if there needs to be, like, a part two or something to this, I'll definitely do it too. But today, I wanted to answer a bunch of LGBT questions, okay? And this is, so basically this this episode is going to be, like, an entire LGBT episode dedicated, you know, if you're struggling with anything LGBT related. Uh, And if you're not, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Congratulations, by the way, for not struggling with that. But I figured, you know, if this could help like at least one person, it it, it is useful. So I'm going to go into this. I asked people to ask me questions on YouTube and Instagram. I'm going to go from the heart here today, you know, straight from the heart. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a blessing if you ask me. Yeah, so today we're going to be discussing a bunch of questions, you know, things such as, you know, how did you know you're trans? How do you come out? How do you deal with religious parents? Stuff like um, how to not feel ashamed of yourself for being who you are. And then at the end, I have some LGBT stories as always. But today is going to be full LGBTQ plus, baby. So go grab, go grab some food and listen or whatever you do when you listen. What do you guys do when you listen to this? Whenever I listen to a podcast, I'm walking or I'm like in the shower or coming out of a shower. You know, like when you come out of the shower and you do stuff like you put moisturizer on. Does everybody else do that? And then then like you brush your teeth and stuff too. Yeah, I don't know. That's when I, that's when I, and when I make breakfast and I listen to podcasts, it's a great way to start the morning, dude, or a great way to end the night or a great way to go on your walk. But yeah, Let's let's do this. Let's bang it out. I'll try not to say um as much as I can this episode. So we're going to start off with a little bit of my story. Okay? Because the first question is always, how did you know you were trans? And this is a loaded question. I knew I was trans from a very young age. I've said this before in videos, but I don't know if everybody catches it because the videos are pretty old, which I say it in. But I knew it was eight. I knew I was... <laughs> I knew I was age. I knew it was trans from a young age. I just, I knew by the way that I felt inside. It was a different feeling. I have a very bad memory, so bear with me. But growing up, the toys I chose, the clothes that I wanted to wear, and like I said, the way that I felt inside, I just... You can be you can be a tomboy when you're growing up, okay? And this is what like being a tomboy does not mean that you're transgender. Like liking trucks and being a girl doesn't mean you're transgender. It was just another thing that I noticed as I got older and stuff like that. Just realizing the toys that I liked or or not wanting to wear dresses. I don't even know how old I was when I didn't like to wear dresses and that doesn't go for everybody like just cuz you don't want to wear a dress doesn't mean you want to be a man, right? Those are just some small things that I noticed when I was younger. I noticed when I, t- I told my mom when I was younger as well, I was like, mom, if I grow big boobs, I'm going to chop them off. And do you want to know what happened? 
there was no big boobs, but I, but they're still chopped off. <laughs> there was no big boobs, but the boob, I'm screaming that, and I hope nobody can hear me. There was no big boobs, but they still were off, right? So that was another memory that I had when I got older. And it was just the intense dysphoria that I felt. And I felt it so hard and so much. And I know this this was the problem with me a couple of years ago. I thought that everybody had to have as intense dysphoria or dysphoria like I did. And that's not the case at all. Because I've met trans people who have very little dysphoria or no dysphoria, but they're still trans. And I had to educate myself on that because I did not know that. And that's a lot of the reason why people didn't, didn't agree with me back in the day. Just because I was kind of kind of a dick. Eh, a little bit. But I thought everybody had to feel dysphoria the same way that I did. And my dysphoria was very intense. This is how I knew. I hated everything. I hated everything about my body. I hated everything about being who I was. Like, being a woman, it just didn't... It didn't feel normal to me. It's a very hard way to explain. When I talk about dysphoria, and I'll talk a little bit about my middle school experience too, but when I talk about dysphoria, the way that I try to describe it is that having dysphoria always felt and still does feel like I'm drowning with a little bit of like air up top. You know those those tanks that you can fill up and then you've got a little bit of air up top and you can breathe. That's what dysphoria feels like to me. It's like you're <laughs> it's such a sad way to describe it too. It feels like you are always drowning, but you can always take a little bit of like breath up top, like a <gasps> up top. But then most of the time you're just drowning because you feel like shit. So that's how it's been for me the whole time. I transitioned at 16, but dysphoria still kicks my ass <laughs> and I'm 25 years old. So after surgery, after, after hormones, it can, it, it, it'll still kick my ass. You know, that that was the main reason that I knew I was trans was my intense dysphoria and Googling it and finding out what the hell that was because I didn't know what it was. I had it for years. And I was like, this is such a weird thing. I don't understand why I want to be a boy. That's weird. I don't, what the fuck does that even mean, you know? So uh, to beat these feelings, what I actually did in middle school was, I don't know if anybody knows this, but in middle school, I did try to be a girl. Obviously, I, I was. And... But by be a girl, I mean wear girl things and do traditionally feminine things. So I bought some clothes that were kind of girly, like a like a pur- like a like a tighter purple T-shirt. I don't even remember. They're just a little bit tighter. You know those like middle school girl clothes that they wear, like the really tight. They're not really tight. I don't know what they wear now, but it was just a little. It was just a little tighter. Whatever, and it was purple or something. And then I put on some lip gloss. And like, and one of the eye makeups, I think it was mascara or eyeliner or some, something like that. I did that for about a week or a month. And um, I really tried to enjoy that. I really did. I was like, I got to grow the fuck up. I'm in middle school now. Let's go. Let's go. I got to grow out of this phase. What is this wanting to be a man? I got to do something has to be done about it. So that's what I did. And I did it for about a week or a month. I don't actually remember how long it was, but it was definitely not for long. And after doing it for that period of time, I was like, yeah, 
I'm over this. I just do not care. I don't like this. I don't like this makeup thing. I don't like these clothes. I don't like any of that. And I became my true Sam. You know, I tried. I put in the effort. So if anybody's out there like putting in the effort to try to beat those dysphoria feelings, I mean, kudos to you. That shit did not work for me. <laughs> but take a look back on your childhood is what I would say. And, and, and think about the little things that you did. Because when I started doing that, because I started feeling dysphoria at, a, like I said, a very young age. Um, some people don't feel dysphoria like that. But if you look back on your younger self, you notice a lot of things. At, at like 11 12 is when i felt the most intense dysphoria and it and it kept going and it kept going and it kept going and then i had to transition at 16 because it just i couldn't do it anymore like it was so strong you know other people find out they are trans with different ways but um yep my intensely horrible dysphoria is how i knew another question i get a lot is did you have any doubts before transitioning huge question now, I don't really recall having any doubts. The only thing I was scared of doing was taking testosterone because I didn't know what would happen. I wanted the effects of testosterone. I wanted this voice. I wanted the facial hair. I wanted all of that. But I was young. How old was I when I started TE? 20, 2013. So what's 2021 minus 2013? That is eight years. So what's 25 minus eight? That is 17, right? Three... One, two, three, five, six, seven, yeah. So I started T at 17, which is, which is young. I know some people start younger, but it's a very scary decision to make when, you, when you're that young. And all, all I can remember from thinking about starting T was, I know that I'm trans. I felt this way for so long. I, don't, I didn't know anything about testosterone. Is it going to kill me in five years? I didn't know. I still wanted it. I wouldn't necessarily say that I had doubts about myself being trans, though. I, I, I knew that I, I was a man and I felt like a man. But I think doubts with anything in life can be normal. When I go into anything, I doubt it most of the time. I don't really know if that goes with sexuality and gender, though. But I think it's okay to question yourself, especially when it comes to like taking hormones and like and telling people that you're trans. You really need to think... Like, this is how I feel, yes. Because when I tell people, that's it. Like, I'm telling people. So you got to make sure. And that's when, you know, going to a therapist and stuff like that. But going to a therapist is the best thing because they can help you with the, you know, they can open your mind up. They can help you with all the questions that you may be having and really help you with any doubts. And I went to a therapist when I was young, when I was 16, maybe 15 even i start i think i started at 15 and just talked about it and it was super helpful so definitely therapists are are very helpful um when they are correct because i know that there are some therapists out there who are transphobic <laughs> so that's always useful you know fully joking another huge question i get asked all the time people who cannot come out to family that is not supportive dealing with homophobic or transphobic parents basically the question um you know coming out i know my family is transphobic lgbt phobic whatever how do i come out to them how do i do this what do i do i'm 14 years old and my parents hate gay people and i know that i'm gay what the fuck do i do this is a hard one for me all right because my family was never really like transphobic ever i mean granted some of them i would say that they are 
a little bit transphobic. They don't really hate trans people. I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm just taking a guess. Not supportive. Didn't like it. Didn't like trans people. Probably don't like gay people. That was extended family, though. Not my immediate family. So, from my experience, I came out to my mom. Because uh, my mom was my closest. She raised me alone. And most of my family was my aunts and my cousins and my dad. They weren't, they never said anything rude. And what I'm imagining this question, I'm imagining rude talking about trans and gay people. So my number one rule is do not come out if you are not safe. If you know your family or your parents or whatever are going to do the most, I just, how I feel as a person, I would not come out to them because you always want to be safe. All right, you never want to put yourself in danger. I don't know how anybody's families are. This is why it's really hard to give advice. It's best to see a therapist. Like I, if you can see a therapist, it's highly suggested, highly. Whether it's on Zoom calls in person, I really, really, you could ask your parents. Like, I would like to get a therapist. I'm going through some stuff. You know, and a therapist can't really tell your parents. I, I, I don't know how that varies by country and by state, but I know that they cannot tell other people your business unless it's like very very serious like you want to go on a rampage and hurt people right so that's why therapy is always my number one go-to oh any type of this advice but if you can't do that like i say only come out if you are safe if you have any trusted friends that you would like to come out to and you know your friends are cool maybe you have a like a gay friend or something or any just anyone lgbt i think it's good to come out to them first before you come out to anybody because they'll understand you the most friends are always great friends have always been great there are actually i have a youtube video with my mom um if you maybe just google sam collins mom on youtube um it's probably super cringy i forget what it is about but i remember it was just about being trans and i feel like if you were to show that to somebody who is unsupportive, it could help, maybe, but I don't I don't necessarily think it, it's going to shift their minds. But seeing another adult and parent talk about the situation, I think that's a little bit helpful, even 1% helpful. I was thinking of doing another video with my mom um, about this stuff so, so kids could show their parents this, you know, how it is. It's just a very hard subject, dude, and I don't want to give the wrong advice, but I just gotta, I just gotta say, your safety is your number one priority. So if you are gay or or, or any sexuality wise, hey, just wait till you're like eighteen, or wait till you are in a safe environment where you can be like, hey, mom and dad, by the way, I, I am bisexual, and you're and you're eighteen and you're becoming an adult and you're safe you you're at college or you're with roommates or you're just you're just not in their presence where it might be easier and i i've seen tiktoks and i've seen videos of kids coming out to these parents and they're vile to their kids and i don't want that for anybody because that's awful you know home is home you don't want it to be where you don't want to be you want to be home and feel safe. So it's not try not to get emotional. <laughs> but and there's definitely communities online too. You know, if you if any of you have Twitter or Instagram or if even YouTube comment sections or I know there's apps that people make 
friends on or games and stuff. And even your online friends, I think are a great resource for sure, especially if they're in the community and they can, they can help you as well and be support for you too. And, you know, coming out, it's great to always have somebody else who supports you as well. So uh, that was such a long answer. (laughs) I am so sorry, but it was a loaded question. That is, that is very, very hard to answer, but it gets asked a lot. So I just had to put it out there for you. But yeah, bottom line, don't come out if you're not safe. Definitely surround yourself with supportive people, whether that's your amazing friends in person, amazing friends online, confide in them to an extent, make sure they're trustable because some people are, some people are snakes, but a lot of people are good people. Maybe try to get a therapist if you can discreetly do so. Binding safely without a binder. So if you can't go buy your binder discreetly, this is how I bind it safely. And it's not going to work for everybody because it is hard to bind. So what I used to do is layers. Okay. And it all depends on your body size and body shape and chest size and everything like that. You can disguise it as much as you can. So if you go to the sports section and you get like a little bit tighter of um, a sports bra, again, it all depends on everybody's chest size though. This isn't going to work for everybody. You can try it out though. If, you, if you're literally desperate. And I used to take a, a little bit tighter or or pretty much tighter. Not not something that would suffocate me, okay? You don't want to be hurting yourself. I've did that plenty. I've used things to bind that you should never use to bind. It was bad. It, I even used to wear like two binders at a time that were too small. It was bad. It was bad. So don't do that. Make sure you're doing stuff that's good for you, okay? You can disguise your chest with different clothes as well. All right, let's just pretend you went to the store. Got a little bit tighter tighter of a sports bra and then i also used to buy um like those those what were those like spandex like tank tops like another really tight thing you know like the spandex tank tops that you work out in like in the men's section with the sleeve cut off or just a tank a normal tank top style and it's tight like a workout clothes like that type of thing i don't fucking know what that's called and then i would wear, I would wear that and i put on a t-shirt and then i put on a hoodie that's what i would do all right and if you want to take it one step further Put on a flannel over that, okay? This is a fall outfit. This can work for summer, but you will die of sweat. I used to wear this type of stuff in the summer too. Hoodies, long sleeves, really layers. I literally would wear like five layers in the summer, but that's how I would like safely bind if I couldn't actually bind with the binder. It was hoodies. Lots of, you know, ways to disguise your chest was... I wore zip-up hoodies, like kind of zipped up halfway or something. There was like a... You can look at yourself in the mirror and kind of determine that a hoodie with a flannel over it is always pretty decent you know it it covers a lot or a hoodie with a jacket you know this is why winter is great so if any of you are in the winter season a jacket is perfect okay with a hoodie that shit is perfect you can't it's a it's a big puff doesn't even matter if you have the smallest chest or the biggest chest in the world it's a big puff you know that's the way that i binded safely without a binder it was just tighter and tight tighter and layers but not too tight don't suffocate yourself like i said don't suffocate yourself how to not feel ashamed of your sexuality or gender identity this is something that i struggle with still to this day and i almost feel like it's normal but there are people that i know that are very that love themselves that love the fact that they are trans or that they love the fact that they are lesbian, gay, etc. Bisexual. We'll go based off of me since it's my advice. I get to talk about myself this whole time. 
It's so fun, I promise. For me, I do definitely feel this sense of shame and... Uh, I'm trying to think of another word. Like this... I don't like the fact that I'm trans. It's very hard for me to live with the fact that I'm trans. Like, I wake up every morning and I'm like, this shit sucks. Still. And it's been almost 10 years. And I feel like... I just feel like... With society, this is how a lot of us feel. Whether you're gay or trans. And I feel like... Just because of how society has shown relationships and people and everything in the world and how what normal is and how normal is supposed to be and then when we're like shit i like guys or shit i feel like a guy what now what like now what that's not what that's not society's thing that's just not how it goes and now i feel like this and i'm different from everybody else and how do you not feel ashamed of that you know and i just i wanted to share this question just to let you know that you're not alone i have a lot of lgbt friends and a lot of them also feel this way <laughs> like they are gay but it's hard not to feel uh, like uh, ashamed about it i don't even know does that go for a lot of people like if you're listening right now do you feel ashamed that you are whatever because i still have that internalized i hate being trans why me why is it this is this sucks i hate it and i gotta deal with it and it sucks and i really just don't like this part about myself and you know and it's funny because i'm a big advocate for making fun of transphobes because it doesn't make any sense it doesn't transphobia still doesn't make sense to me but at the end of the day i still don't like the fact that i'm trans like, still weirds me out. I think what you have to do and what I started to do this past year is accept it. Like, I think it'll take a long time, but if you really think about it, and I have to think about it in this stupid way, we're all on a, a giant rock on earth. Who gives a fuck if I put hormones into my body and I'm a transgender man? Like, that's the way that I have to think about it on like a giant scale like i'm on a rock this is how i feel and this is how i'm gonna do it you know if you are attracted to the same sex animals are all right think about that one <laughs> think about that some animals like other man animals and other woman animals think about the animals and think about the rock not not Dwayne the rock but but the floating rock that you are on does it really matter but uh, yeah, when I'm feeling like I'm super ashamed of being trans, I just got to sit back and say, that is dramatic and that is stupid. I'm just, it's a, it's a small part of me. It's not my whole being, all right? Yes, I do have to deal with it every day. I'm aware that I have to do it, but I'm also Sam and I also love birds and I also love video games and I also am smart and I'm also kind. I'm everything else that isn't the LGBT thing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It just happened. Like, it's... Whoops. Like, sorry, it's part of me, but whatever. I just feel like part, some of us will always be. Some of us will always feel a little bit like that. And I think I'm one of them, too. So don't worry about it. Another question I got was along the lines of picking an identity. And uh, to answer this question, I don't necessarily think you have to pick an identity and go, go for it right there and then, right? You could definitely take the t your time. 
with learning about yourself. For example, let's say you think you're bisexual and you're like, I think I'm bisexual. I've liked guys and girls for four years and I really think I'm bisexual. You don't have to put that label on yourself right then and there. Um, same with being trans. You don't, you don't, you're not pressured to pick it, pick like an identity. You don't have to put yourself there. Yeah, you can just live your your life and be you and be Sam. Oops, yep, I just spilled a drink. And this is why I don't put the drinks around my laptop. But I didn't I didn't spill it on my laptop. But yeah, like I was saying, you don't you don't have to categorize yourself right away. You can explore how you feel and who you are before putting a label on yourself. You don't you don't even have to ever label yourself. I know that sounds so fucking cheesy, but you know, you don't 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 rush it. Don't rush it if you don't feel like yeah, you might feel like you're bisexual, but you don't have to you don't have to say it. You don't have to you don't even have to say it. Okay? You don't just let yourself live, let yourself breathe. Don't pressure yourself into, you know, thinking that you are something and putting a label on it. And then keeping yourself in that in that identity box let yourself ride it out write yourself be yourself and if you're like yeah i am i i actually am bisexual i realize it now it clicked in my head like that then sure but don't don't feel pressure to say that you are a trans woman or say that you are a bisexual person you'll, you'll figure it out you will figure it out with your time trust me time is your best friend take your time you've got all the time in the world the right age to transition has always been a funny question to me because there is no right age to transition. You will transition when you transition. For me, it was 16. That was my official transition. But I was, when I was 12, I was already, um, I was already there. I was already catfishing people online. So you could transition at 14. You can transition at 44. I don't think there's any right or wrong age of when you can start being happy. Don't pressure yourself again, like I said last time, don't pressure yourself. Hey, if you're like 30 years old and you are like, wow, I'm transgender. It's cool, dude, if you're 60 years old and you're like, shit, I'm transgender. You're only 60, all right? You know what I'm trying to say? It's, there's no right or wrong age to transition. Transition, when you know, you know. And if, if that's really early, congratulations. If that's really late, congratulations, like, don't worry about it, dude. And the last one that I have for today is calling out dead naming or mis... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mis... <laughs> calling out dead naming or misuse of pronouns. When I think about this is I feel like you always want to do it in a polite way because people are going to get angry if you don't. Or they will get angry because people are um, people are snowflakes. <laughs> as, a, as a lack of better terms if someone's calling you she and you're like actually my pronouns are he you want to be nice about it and you want to be patient about it all right it, it is hard i think it's definitely hard for people to adjust people are not going to get it if it's been a year and they still don't get it that's kind of an issue but i feel like the first year of if you're going by different pronouns transitioning or whatever and they are dead naming you or using your your pronouns wrong but they are apologetic about it or they're like oh shit okay wait uh he i think that's a good thing now if they're ignorant about it that's a different story so if someone was actually ignorant and dead naming me or misusing my pronouns what would happen is my mom would actually do it 
because <laughs> because I'm incapable. But if I had to do it for myself, I would sit down and talk to this person. Just pretend it's your cousin. You know, your cousin John's being rude. And you just sit down with John and you say, Hey, John, it might be, I know this is tough for you. And it's tough for whatever, if it's tough for your other family, or you can just say it's tough for me. Like I, I've been going by Sammy for, for the past five months and my friends call me Sammy and use he, him pronouns. It's just, that's how I, that's how people refer to me and what I'm used to. So when I hear something different, it's, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Like I, people, this is, I'm making a transition in my life and everybody around me is calling me Sammy and you're the one who is not. So I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to work with you on this. I wanted to see how we can make this easier type of thing. Now there are going to be ignorant people who won't ever go by your name or your pronouns. And I feel like those are people you can never get through to. It's almost like a non-factor. It's like, you've got a, I don't, I don't even know what you do in that situation. When people used to misgender me and just never corrected themselves, I just left it. Because I was like, okay, whatever, you're fucking, whatever, you're stupid, you're annoying, you're just shut up. I feel like ignorance is very, very hard to correct. But if you want to try to do it, you can do it the way that I kind of explained. Like you want to be nice about it. You don't have to use that wording at all. That was just me acting it out. But you want to be nice about it because if you're mean about it, then they're going to throw a fit. You know, when you go into anything angry, people are naturally are going to get angry. So if you're, if you're a pro, if you're nice about it, you're like, hey, John, this is my, everyone's calling me Sammy and he, him for the past six months. Uh, I noticed that you are not. And I just wanted to say that. So just to, I don't know if you forgot, you could act like that. You, I don't know if you forgot, but these are my, uh, these are my pronouns and this is my name. And if he's like, oh, that's a, fu- that's a load of bullshit, whatever. You can just be like, okay, whatever. Like, all right. Okay. Or okay. Whatever. You can't force somebody to use it because people are going to be mad about it, whatever. I feel like if that's the case, then just let it blow over. It's it's annoying, but I, it, from my experience, I just couldn't, I couldn't be bothered to deal with annoying people. I just couldn't do it. Even if it's my closest family, I can't do it. I don't have the energy. It depends on the person. You might, you might, but I don't have the energy to argue. And if they're, if it's an actual genuine you know, they're messing up and they're like, I meant to call you Sammy. I'm sorry. And you're trying to remind them that way. I think it's a lot easier. Same approach, but it's a lot easier because they'll be like, I I know I meant to say Sammy and I forgot, whatever. Be careful with the ignorance. Be careful with the actual misgendering and and dead naming on purpose because people, I think they will be hostile based on my own experience. I don't know why they want to be hostile about it, but some people just are. All right, and to end today's episode, I hope all this advice helped you. Sometimes I feel like I'm great at advice, but sometimes I feel like I'm confusing. Now, a lot of this is based off of my own personal experiences and my own opinions. So if you go into this stuff, like it's not guaranteed that everything is going to work out, obviously. Like I know that you all know that, but just want to remind you, um, everybody's different. Everybody reacts to things differently. I don't know your family. I don't know your situation. I don't know you. My main priority is be careful and be safe 100% and therapist 100%.
proper therapist. Let me read this. Someone actually asked advice in one of these, but the first one is actually really funny. So I'm going to read this for you because this is one of my nightmares as well. And I think we could all, I think this is a nightmare for all of us, right? My school has been online since last March and I absolutely hate it. I have trouble focusing. I never pay attention on my Zoom meetings. So sometimes I talk to myself to keep my brain focused on the subject. So the other day I was in my biology Zoom. My internet cut out and kicked me out of the meeting, so I joined back on my phone. My teacher started covering the lesson. He was talking about cell reproduction, something like that, and he mentioned asexual reproduction. And I was like, that's me, that's me. And then he says, which one? And I'm confused. I was thinking, did he just hear what I said, or is he talking to somebody else? He then says, you're unmuted, and I freaked out. I accidentally came out to my entire biology class as asexual. Then I get a text from one of my friends being like, bro, are you okay? And then I was forced to come out to her and I was like, oh yeah, I'm ace. So basically, I don't know if anybody realized that I accidentally came out to them, but I definitely did. So that was the story. And I laughed out loud when I read this because that shit is embarrassing. There's nothing worse than like thinking that you're muted and then doing something or saying something. What if you're on Zoom class and you accidentally come out and you're like saying some stupid shit like that to me? That's that, I would, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I would hate it. I would shrivel up and I would drop the class and I'd fail. <laughs> or what if you're unmuted on Zoom and you're using the bathroom? I don't know, do people do that? Do you guys do that? <laughs> that should just be embarrassing. You know, good luck to you. I didn't catch this person's name, but good luck to you and your and your venture as coming out as ace to your entire class. It must feel great. So here we go with one more piece of advice. Ready? I'm a pansexual female teen with a preference for girls, and I always joked about being gay with my family. My mom used to always straight up say gay people were sick, but I thought my brother and dad supported the LGBTQ because they usually laughed it off. I'm an artist, by the way, for a little backstory. So a few days ago, I showed my dad and brother this painting I'd been working on. It was a shirtless guy, and my brother asked me if that was my dream boyfriend. And out of the blue, I decided to come out, and I said, Oh, I like girls. And they suddenly went serious. And for the next 20 minutes, they explained to me how gay people were sick and that they were going to submit me to a mental hospital. After they were done, I was holding back tears because I was obviously hurt that my family didn't accept me, but I didn't want to be kicked out, so I laughed it off and said it was a joke, as I always did. Any advice? So in this situation, if you, can you, okay, can you even, can you put somebody in a mental hospital for, you know, you can't put somebody in a mental hospital for no reason. Can you, if they're younger? In this situation, if I, if I had family and I, and I was, in high school or middle school whatever and they said that gay people they went on a rant about how gay people are sick in the head for 20 minutes i i don't think i would come out to them because that seems like a safety thing they're going to push you into a mental hospital because you said that you are gay in this in this situation no i would i, would, I don't think i would say anything because there's a reason why they're saying that gay people are sick that's terrifying <laughs> like that's a terrifying thing like if somebody was saying that trans people are sick, that is terrifying to me. So on a full, full serious note, I would just leave it. I would just leave it and it's fine. Cause I don't know, I don't know what anybody's family is capable of. Not to scare anybody, but it's, I, it's serious. It's a serious subject. So yeah, stay safe. Don't say anything again. I always think it's a great idea to wait until you are older 
and you can you're you're with your friends you live with your friends or you have your own place or you're in college to come out to people who actually really are homophobic and transphobic so yeah stay safe please because that is terrifying so yeah with all that being said i'm going to end this episode i hope you all liked it if anybody wants to submit a story you can submit it to outspokensam at gmail.com if you want me to do another segment like this uh, with advice for lgbt anything let me know but yeah just let me know if this was helpful or not and again thank you so much for watching i appreciate all of you i will see you next week with a new episode it will be funny i promise (laughs) all right bye